welcome to the Beyond Belief podcast. We're glad you decided to listen to us today. We have designed this podcast to have a practical conversation about Christianity. Our goal is to make this show relatable, realistic, and relative. We will bring you the gospel of Jesus Christ so you can apply it practically to your life. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey, welcome to the show. It's the Beyond Belief podcast. This is your host, Bill, joined with Alan doing the speedy intro. What's happening? That was pretty fast, wasn't it? It was. I try Every time I listen to it, I'm like, man, I need to make myself sound uh, more cheerful. But I can't. It does. I don't care how you do it on here, unless I'm like having a laugh attack. <laughs> right. It doesn't sound like. It just sounds like an intro to a like we're whatever. Intro to a podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Drinking. I got you. No. <laughs> I don't know what's up. Uh, you're you're being you're stirred. I'm stirred. You're stirred. Yep. Uh. Anyways, um, we wanted to have a second conversation about the conversation we had the other day on faith, because I don't think you agreed. We, well, it's not what I think you and I both thought we couldn't have one conversation about it. Yeah, actually, I don't think we can pull it off in even two, but we're going to try. I don't think so either. Faith is so huge. Man. It's yeah. Are you ready for some stats? Absolutely. I know you're a numbers guy. <laughs> Sometimes. No, I don't. Oh, actually, here's a very interesting number. I almost fell off my chair. I heard yesterday. You startled me. Actually, there, there have been studies, and you know they were studying at what age people are most likely, age groups are most likely to come to Christ. Really? Yes. And statistically, the highest percentage... And I don't know the numbers right offhand, but it was from four to fourteen. What? Yes. Really? Yeah, that's like the the highest um, number group that accepts Jesus. But you know, once again, it's like you and I have said many times. Was that just a? Um, I was just an understanding, yeah. really an understanding. But anyway, I just found that very interesting. You you like to bring up stuff and. It's like a shiny object and distract me. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. Because, uh, uh, well, I have two thoughts. See, and then I just start thinking about stuff. Uh, the one was the, a lot of people we talked to, they were, they did accept Jesus Christ very young. Right. Uh, but yet they lived a life very far away from the one thing that provides them eternal salvation. Right. Uh, so anyways, that, and we're not, we don't need to go into that. That that throws me down a lot of thought and makes me want to study out a lot of things related to the age. Right. Uh, anyways, the second thing was, you know, in dog training, when a dog, uh, well, a certain type of dog training, we would throw uh, a small piece of chain or keys down on the ground to break the concentration of the dog just for a split second to get him out of a behavior. So that's what made me think of shiny object. I got you. I was thinking about a a dog training thing. Well, I'm not trying to train you dog. Oh, you even put it in that context, (laughs) man. I don't know why we're on fire today. I don't know. It's we're listen. This thing's going to bomb. All right. Come on, Nancy. Right. Negative Nancy. It's it's Deborah Downer. (laughs) Negative Nancy, Deborah Downer. There you go. All right. So some stats. When we were studying this out the other day, I thought it was kind of, I don't know if the one the other day made much sense when I was trying to explain belief and faith. Uh, So anyways, I wrote down some definitions. I'm pretty slow and I got it. Oh, good. All right. Well, then I'll recap it just briefly. Okay. Uh, Faith is a firm belief based upon a confidence uh, of another without your own knowledge about something. Right. Yeah. So that, that kind of dials it in. It was like the car analogy I gave. Right. Um, belief is the mental acceptance of truth. It's once you believe something to be true, now you have a belief. Right. Uh, so a couple more things. This is what drives me crazy. I'm going to get you off on a shiny object. When people say wish or luck, when they, when they wish something would happen or they, you know, that's a pet peeve of mine or, right, yeah. or it was good luck. Yeah. Hey, that's cool. Alan. That was good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Not and possible. I've, and I've actually, and see, I had the realization of Jesus Christ and I 
I received him as my savior when I was young as well. And I went and had done my own thing for many years, but I always felt his hand of protection and there was never any question that he existed. There was never any question that he was in control. The biggest question for me was, uh, what's hindering me from relinquishing the yeah. control that I thought that I had. So it wasn't luck that you didn't die in your twenties. No, it was, it was, uh, providential divine intervention. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm not making light of it. I just, it bothers me when people say luck or they wish for something because and it, and it is, it's, it's just human statement. We just, we just throw things out because of, of the way, uh, we have said things for so long. Oh, I, you know, man, I wish this would just go well. Right. Uh, and really if you would replace wish with pray, uh, things would go well. Yeah, absolutely. And another huge hurdle that I had to, um, I didn't, well, I can't say overcome, um, that I've had to work on has been my will versus God's will. Yeah. Um, that yeah. that's huge for me. I'm getting better. I'm still not where I need to be. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure that I ever will be exactly where I need to be, but it's at least hard, I'm working man. toward it. Yeah. And I, but I wanted to bring up something, you know, well, I wasn't done. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Dang dog. <laughs> you said you're going to throw me something shiny I and a, I got, well, hey, I'm, go I'm almost there. All right. Go ahead. I had, I had a list of words, faith, belief, hope, luck, wish, and trust. And they all, they all fall back towards faith except for wish and luck. All of those belief, hope, trust, they all fall back, uh, towards, towards faith. Um, trust is a firm belief in the ability of a person or a thing. Um, and then once you, once you talk about your stuff, I'm going to give you some numbers about the way these words are used in the Bible, which is interesting. Okay. It's pretty interesting. Oh, good. Now, actually, the, what I was going to share was is in um, James chapter one, verse seven. Every good gift is from God. Yeah. And I think that um, kind of plays into what you were just saying about luck. You know, if it's good and you are following God, if you're a follower of Christ, um it's, it's not luck. There's no way it's luck. I can look back on my life from this point, you know, and see all the times God had his hand yeah. on a situation, even you and I sitting here. Yeah. You know, we talked about this before, the butterfly effect. You know, this happened because that happened and that happened because that happened. And right. it could go on forever. Just you and I sitting here. Two most unlikely it's, dudes uh, to be together. Absolutely. Alan, why are you dropping stuff? Uh, whatever. That was me. Uh yeah, I mean, really, when you think about it, uh, you can go back if you take the time and look at your life, uh, its relationship with Jesus, if you have one, and you can go back and look at the events because you're, you don't have that woe is me or, uh, oh, it was just luck or because it's not, it's, yeah. it has nothing to do with that. You can go yeah. back in the Bible and look at things. And we talked about some of them yesterday. Uh, you know, if, if, if Jesus just did one miracle, um, you know, or the, the resurrection of Lazarus, I mean, there's just a, there's a bunch of stuff, but, um, there's no doubt in my mind that all the events of my life led me to today. There's no, there's with a, with a hand from God. Absolutely. Not, I'm not saying like it was my attribute. I needed to add that at the end. All of it was, was uh, manifested by God. He, at any moment, and I've told you this before, we've had in-depth conversations. He could have taken me, he could have taken me immediately at any moment. Yeah, that's me. I don't know. This cord is driving me nuts. Right. Uh, Anyways, he could have done that any time, man. And uh, it's through his grace that he didn't. But I, I believe, although I don't believe in predestination, I believe that he knew I would come to him. Right. Uh, you know, we know that God knows all and knows everything. He's just, you know, sovereign in a sense that there's nothing that he won't know. 
Uh, but to me, and that's just, that's kind of stuff when I start thinking about, you know, it's, it's very heavy and deep, but I know that he allowed things in my life to happen to get me through certain situations and events to bring me to where I am today to rely on him. Right. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like, absolutely. I'm there. Um, and I, I always attributed that to, um, nothing that I ever had done because I was running the other way. I was been a knucklehead, but, um, I had a dad and a granddad and, and brother Lefford in West Virginia had many people praying for me over the years. And I'm convinced that had such an influence on me sitting right here today. How much better was your life when you relinquished your will? Much. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean trouble free. No, that just means that you now knew where to go, where to turn. Well, I liken it to just beating your head against the wall. You know, when you're trying to do your own thing and you, you, and I got there, you know, I got to this impasse and it was kind of like, I just couldn't go any farther. And I was thinking it was a spiritual impasse. It was a, I mean, not, I'm sorry. I I was thinking it was a financial impasse or a, um, career impasse. Yeah. It was, when, a, it was an Allen impasse. Yes. It was, well, it was brought on totally by Allen, but it was a yeah. spiritual impasse. Yeah. Right. And I just couldn't get right. any farther, you know, because I needed to work on things within my life to align with God's will instead of trying to do my own will and yeah. beat my head against the wall. The only thing I can liken it to, uh, for me, uh, me personally is doing a trust fall a life without Jesus or a relationship with God is like doing a trust fall with nobody behind you. Right. You really, I mean, you just, I mean, I, I, and I, it's not to be uh negative Nancy, but it's like when I talk to people and I talk about my relationship with Jesus Christ, I don't go out and try to save anybody. I can't do it. We, yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not out there trying to convince you. You should be convinced through your own life that a life without Jesus Christ is like doing a trust fall without somebody standing behind you. Right. I mean, I can look back on my life and go, geez, there were so many instances where things where I just, I couldn't solve the problem. Yeah. And so what happened? It got perpetuated and perpetuated and yeah, it went away temporarily. Right. Uh, Well, you know, we must let God work for us. And not try to do things ourselves, try not to fix things ourselves, because when we get involved. But the interesting thing is, you know, we won't truly see God work in our lives if we never fully trust him. Yeah. If we never have that faith to trust him. And it's it's a difficult thing. I've been there for years where. I thought I had a tremendous amount of faith, mm-hmm. but it was in a lot of it was in my ability to do something. Um, and although I knew God had given me that ability, I I still placed a lot of it's hard man. emphasis on myself. And it, but it wasn't until I was like, I I can't fix this myself. Then Our, you, you, you that's when you start looking to God, and the more you let Him. Uh, work in your life, the more he will work in your life. And the more you realize you can rely on him. It's our entire lives. Now, I don't know. Some people have benefited from an early, uh, an early dependency on Christ to lead their life. Right. Uh, People like you and I, we, we had, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word. We had, things in our lives that we weren't, we weren't devoid. We had the influences of religion. Right. Right. We weren't devoid of that. It wasn't things that we looked around and we're like, Oh, there's no religion in my life. Uh, so there wasn't an excuse there. It was just, we lived more for ourselves because that was, uh, comfortable, uh, desirable, uh, the outcomes or things that we enjoyed better. Right. Uh, it's not like we were, walking around going, man, I've never heard of this religion. What is that? Right. Yeah. Um, When you don't, when you, when you look at yourself more than uh, towards a relationship with Christ or putting faith in him, let's back up to not even 
having faith towards him and you're looking only at yourself, it's much harder to put faith in that. It's the car scenario. I drive with my wife. I get in the car with her because I trust her driving. Right. Sometimes. But I get in the car with her and I trust her driving. Whereas I, you know, I was telling, I was having this conversation with Lucas yesterday, my 11 year old. I, you know, he was asking about the podcast we did and I explained it to him and he said, I said, so it would be, <laughs> you're going to kill me. I, you won't, but I used you as an example. I said, you know, so you get in the car with me because you trust my driving, right? Because you ride with me all the time. I said, now if Alan comes down the road and he's fishtailing and hitting side or uh, hitting fence posts and fences, that would be hard. You would have to get in the car. You would only get in the car with him on faith that he wouldn't hurt you. Right. It has, you have no trust in that. Right. And that's, that's me before I knew what I really knew about Jesus Christ to put my faith in him. But the, the fact that I was hitting fences and driving crazy and fishtailing would, there was no fruit that he could trust me. No, right. (laughs) No, I'm right. So, so when you go to somebody and you talk to them, if your life, and my whole point to this, thanks for reminding me. If I'm talking to somebody and my life is like this horrible, crazy, they're looking at me going, you're talking to me about Jesus Christ. Right. Like, why would I put my faith in him? Look at you. Yeah. Exactly. And that's actually, and this is a side topic and I do this so much, but okay. uh, anyway, it's kind of like, you know, people are, are told about religion from somebody that's angry or like, don't you get it or, or condemning them or whatever. Um, but then they go and hang out at the bar and everybody's so nice and friendly. Hey, come on in and accepting. I mean, so what place are they going to likely attend more frequently? The person, the place where the, the angry person or condemning person is coming at them, telling them how wrong they are. Or are they going to go to the bar, which is the wrong place, but the people are friendly and nice? I can't say for certain that that's why my dad spent more time in a bar. I, I do think it was a lot of things with addiction and whatever. Uh, but when you think about it with your analogy, if somebody's, you know, hey, you need that hard preaching in your life. A lot of people don't gravitate towards that. Yeah, exactly. Excuse me. They don't. They don't go, hey, you know, I need a dose of reality. Right. I'm going to go sit for an hour and get, uh, you know, get preached at and told that, you know, I should be under conviction. Right. I'm going to go hang out and watch the sports and drink the beer and order some food. Right. And it's, I know that's a complicated analogy, but that's. That just popped in my head. You know, where would you most likely go? Are you going to go, or I use the bar, but are you going to go to the place that makes you feel good or feel at least not condemn you. Right. Or are you going to go to the church, which I mean, yes, once you get that relationship with Christ and, and you, you start to know the difference between condemnation and conviction. Yeah. You know, that works on you, but you got to get them to that place. You oh, can't push them off, man. You know, in the very beginning. But anyway, that was a side trail. I, uh, I talked to somebody a while ago, uh, whose church was closed uh, during, uh, the, the pandemic, or as a guy on YouTube calls it the plandemic, right? Uh, it was, their church was closed and I, you know, and, and when, when I was going to church, ours was open and I said, yeah, you probably, you really miss being at church. And they said, yeah, I really miss the people. And I was and it, and I don't know if that was their intention, but it kind of, you know, it was one of those things like, oh, like, you know, I thought to myself, well, you shouldn't be going because your friends are there. Right. I mean, that should be an addition. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, that's what that's what church becomes almost like, yeah. because when it becomes something where you go and you take it's like school, right? A lot of people don't go to school unless somebody's paying for it. You know, it's not right. by free choice to be there and endure. Right. You're taking notes, well, you're listening some... intently, you're worshiping. Yeah. Um, which is, you just hit on several points. I just went to the church the other day, um, Sunday that I've been going to infrequently, um, because I go to several different places. But anyway, um, it's amazing how many people do not take notes. 
I, I'm come there with my Bible and notebook and I'm sitting there taking notes and stuff. Uh, me and you are, we're crazy about that kind I of stuff. I guess so. Yeah. So anyway. We have like four notepads, highlighters. Yeah, I know. You got to stand up to sing a hymn. You're like, I need like five minutes to organize my stuff. <laughs> right. But no, nah, in, so. in a serious note, what I was getting at with that is like, so what happens? A church that usually had a strict stand strict set of like you right now I know. a strict set of standards based on the bible they start to come away from that you know and they they start to lower their standards to get more people to attend right. to make it less uh you know i always thought you know what about a church that had a uh, suggestion box right you know you don't see those right because they don't want to know what uh what suggestions you have to make it better because what happens is, is, you know, you look at going in and you're not getting the hard truth. You're not getting fire and brimstone preaching. Like somebody mentioned to us, uh, uh, just a little while ago, it, you're not getting that. So they pull back from the stuff they really believe in and they'll preach about it individually, but they won't preach about it openly because it turns people away. Well, actually, that started a long, long time ago. Um, there were churches in the very beginning that adopted pagan, yeah, there's like worship <laughs> and and not completely worship, but a lot of their um, activities and a lot of their their practices they included those within a religious service yeah. to attract, yeah, more people. Well, there, uh, if I'm not mistaken, one of them in the book of Revelation was one of the churches in Asia Minor. Yeah, exactly. Where, you know, Jesus didn't take kindly to that. Yeah. And and that's the thing, you know, a lot of preachers and we are so off topic of faith, but yeah, anyway. I don't know what happened. <laughs> you were hitting fence posts. We took a turn back there. But um, there are so many preachers that, you know, they want to fill the seats so they'll add a little bit of this or add a little bit of that yeah. of the world to attract people. But the problem is those churches, the churches that do that are only making the world a better place to go to hell from. Yeah. They're not um, teaching the word of God. And that's unfortunate. I don't know where I was trying to think while you were talking about that, how we got there. Uh, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because we're always there anyway. I'm going to go, I'm going to go back for a second. Um, so the, the thing that I was talking about with Luke, uh, Lucas, right. Yep. The, the car driving me versus you. Um, so I, I started thinking about like when, when I didn't have a relationship with Christ, uh, I relied on myself. Right. When I have a relationship with Christ, I rely on him. So when I, I liken this to, and I've said this before, walking on an airplane, right? You, you say hello to the pilot right. and you're kind of like, man, I hope that guy's squared away. But yeah. you, you know, you got, you, you get in your seat, you're on your devices till they tell you not to. And now I guess you can use them whenever you're doing all this stuff. You're distracted. You're worried. You, everything's going on. You have no idea who that guy is. You know, right. now go, let's go back 30 minutes and you walk past him. He's getting a drink at the bar. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Versus you walk past him 30 minutes ago and he's in a Bible. Right. So anyway, so what I'm getting at is, you know why I don't like to fly control. I don't have any control over anything that's about to happen for the next, however long I'm going to fly. Right. Uh, same in a car. I've gotten so bad uh, when we, we take a trip and my wife's driving. I mean, I'm pointing everything out. I'm the expert right. in the passenger yeah. seat. You know, I'm telling her, Hey, use your blinker. I'm looking for her. You know, I'm telling her when it's clear to get over. I'm like, geez, I might as well drive. Yeah. I liken that to our faith. We don't do that when we put, Christ in control of our life. We don't try to take control as often. Uh, we learn more and more as we learn through right. this relationship with him to relinquish that control. Yeah. But without Christ, we were the ones that are constantly trying to take control. Right. Uh, exactly. And that's what I was, I was saying yesterday about the story with my dad or not yesterday, the other day Yeah. Uh, with the story about my dad 
as far as, you know, he had, he worked all the time and he had that control. He's, you know, but I personally got to witness when he no longer could work. And the only option was to rely on God. Yeah. Um, God, it just worked out so much better. And it's, I still had trouble with it in my life, but I wanted to be that person before it was a necessity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Does, yeah. You know, well, right. I, you and I talked about this before in my life, it became a necessity and yeah. yours, you chose, you chose willingly, even though, uh, you were pretty eventful in your life, like yeah. not living yeah. for the Lord, you, you were able to come to him more. I, I, you know, I told you, and I, and I told you, I didn't go as a, uh, in the, in the moment, uh, when I was distraught, I don't want to go to hell. That wasn't the right. reason for opening my heart to Christ to lead my life. It was, it was a thought, you know, I don't want to go to hell. That should be a desire for people not to go to hell, right. but it also should be a desire to lead a life uh, with a relationship uh, that Christ leads. Um, and for me, you know, you've always said this, you know, either you'll, you'll get down on your knees for God or he'll bring you to your knees. Yeah. And in my instance, I got brought to my knees. Right. And I'll, I'll say this. It's not going to be popular, whatever it takes. If it takes you going through a crisis to bring you to Christ, then it takes yeah. you going through a crisis to get to Christ. Right. If you go on your own accord because somebody talked to you and it sounded like something you wanted to know more about and desired that relationship with him. Great. I wonder how many people have gotten, led to the Lord by a preacher that beat them with the Bible, the King James Bible. And that was the only kind of Bible you could use. I won't. So, right. Yeah. I instead mean, instead of, instead of loving them, why do you slap me across the face sometimes? I don't know. I, you know, listen, <laughs> it's fun. E, e, here's what I'm going to say to that. I don't care. As long as, as long as that opportunity and pass them by. Yeah. And as long as they truly understood what they were doing. And yeah. they accepted Jesus in their heart yeah. because I believe you can be led and not by a pastor. You could be led by anybody uh, in the wrong moment, in the wrong spirit, with the wrong heart, uh, uh, with deception. You could get led in that manner. And if that's the case, I truly hope you find a relationship with Christ where you can put your faith and trust in somebody where your desire grows to read the Bible and pray, not because somebody else did it for you. If that's the case, yeah. it's not, it's not truly there. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Well, actually um, having more faith isn't just a decision. It's um, it's like building, it's like anything. It's like building muscle. You know, um, the more you exercise that muscle, yeah. the more it's going to grow. We have to step out there. Um, and I said this before, you know, Step out just a little bit and watch God work. And then you'll know you can step out a little bit more. You have to have a desire. Man. Yeah, absolutely. No, it, if you're, if you're feeling compelled into something and your heart's not truly in it, uh, I don't truly believe you understand and you relinquish for Christ to take over leading your life. And when I say leading, it's, you know, you're not getting led uh, unwillingly, you're yeah. submitting your life. You're like, okay, my life's not working in my control. You realize it's much better. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So you start doing things and, and we've talked in early episodes, you know, when my wife and I were crying and praying and, and not really understanding where we were in our relationship, our marriage, our life. I mean, it was a, it was a train wreck. One simple thing, praying to Christ and, and she prayed. I don't even, I don't even think I was strong enough to pray. Right. She prayed and just asked for a little bit of sunshine, just a little bit, not a sign, not a, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like that. She just said, you know, God, if we, uh, if we're in the right direction, if our hearts are in the right place, uh, just a little bit of sunshine. And it was cold and overcast. And, and I've told this story before and I still, I go back to that as the single most important recognition, recognition that Jesus Christ is real in my life. Right. Is when that happened, I said, okay, that's it. Like, it doesn't matter anything else. I didn't need, uh, you know, a, a bag of money at my front door or, you know what I mean? Or magical healing, uh, miraculous healing. I didn't need that. Right. That one moment in my life was enough for me to say, okay, yeah, that's it. Like, 
I'm convinced now, now I build the knowledge and the relationship and the desire continues. And, uh, and I don't think, I don't think there's enough water to put this fire out. No, not at all. Yeah. I feel the same way. And you know, when we ask for help from God, um, it shows our, our faith and submission to his control in our, over our lives. And that's only once he just wants us to recognize that we need him. Yeah. We can't do it on our own. We are human. Um, our human desires and thoughts got us to where we are. Yeah. Um, we need, we need God. You we can't, need... you can't do it at, with an expectation. Yeah. Like you can't, you know, and, and, and listen, I'm human. I've had that going through this situation. I've had that where I'm like, man, I don't want this to be where it's assumed that my relationship with Christ is to determine an outcome. Right. I want, I don't, I don't care if anybody, and I do, I do care that people realize or recognize that I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's important to me, but it's not for an outcome. Right. Jesus Christ, God will determine his will for my life because of my submission and obedience to him. Right. Not because of any other reason could care less. Yeah. Uh, Now, listen, I pray for things. But it's not with an expectation. I shouldn't. You should never ever take an expectation before God. Yeah. Well, it's like I said before. You know, I I didn't establish my relationship with Jesus, um, nor do I maintain my relationship with Jesus to keep me from going to hell. Right. I do that as a reciprocation for Him loving me. Yeah. It's After a desire a, to be with yeah, Him. Yeah. When you you come to the point when you realize all that he has done for us. Um, you just want to reciprocate that love. And I think there's an amount of sin guilt that you have from living a life of sin. You know, you said, were you worthy enough? Right. Uh, sometimes I, I've in the past, I felt like, uh, man, there's just a lot of sin. Like, I don't know, uh, how much of that I can go before God with, you know, and, and, but, and I'm talking, that's a short period until you replace that with your relationship. Yep. You're praying your Bible, uh, going to church, being around like-minded Christians. When you replace that guilt and that certain amount of sin that you bring forward, uh, when you start replacing that, it's not long before you're not living in that guilt anymore. Yeah. Uh, back to faith. I don't even know. I don't know. Did we cover it for at least 10 minutes? I think so. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. 10 minutes straight. I'm not sure. So I wanted to bring up a couple of things. You know, I like to do numbers and stuff. All right. Um, faith. So I took some words. I took faith, believe, uh, hope, luck, uh, promise, trust, and wish. And I did some, I did some word study on them. Guess how many times luck is used in the Bible? I don't know. I'm horrible at guessing. Zero. Luck is never used in the Bible. And why do you think that is? Because it's not a real thing. It's nonsense. Yeah. It's just nonsense. Like, really, you know what I thought, too? When I looked up wish, I thought, man, I'm going to tell you, I was shocked. I I thought, well, wish is going to be one of those that's not in the Bible either. But it's used three times. Okay. And it's only, it's, well, I say three times. It's used three times in the Old Testament and three times in the New New Testament. It's just, I didn't think that was a word that would have been used at all. Yeah. Uh, anyways, it, and I'm not going to break it down into where it's used and stuff. That it, it is interesting. Faith is used 229 times okay. in the New Testament. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Now that makes a difference because it's yeah. interesting. Believe is used by Jesus 50 times. Okay. In the New Testament, obviously. Uh, but you have to remember that's spread through the Gospels. Right. So it could be a redundant capture of the word believe. Um, hope is used 53 times in the New Testament. So there's some words when you start looking at it. Uh, trust is used 27 times, but it's used 100 times in the Old Testament. Which... Right. Like, yeah. And a lot of that was trusting God. Right. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the prophetic uh, statements were made from that. Yeah. Anyways, Romans 14, 23 says whatsoever is not of faith is sin. 
Yeah. Interesting, right? Absolutely. I don't know how I even found that. It, it, I, I, I was looking at something different. I wasn't looking at the word faith, even though that's in there. And I came to Romans 14 and I read it out. And that verse stood out to me, whatever, whatsoever is not a faith is sin, which is interesting, right? Right. Because you don't, you don't think faith is something tangible, like an action, right? Like a, like a commandment. Right. So to me, when I found that, I was like, I'm trying to think, right. And I read through Romans 14, which is pretty interesting, but, and it talks about, uh, I think, I think that's the one that talks about eating. And anyways, when you get to that verse and you pull that one out by itself, it's very interesting to think that if it's not a faith, it's of sin. Right. Think how much, how often you said this a long time ago and you say it quite a bit. Um, it all starts with a thought. Yeah. Definitely. Everything it does. It starts with sin starts with a thought. Right. Well, I mean, other things start with a thought too, but usually sin almost always starts with a thought. Yeah. So if you're not putting faith before that thought, then it's most likely a thought about something else or it's a thought about sin. Right. Try to stop yourself from thinking about something. I know you have to think about it before you. Th I would don't probably think about it. fall over. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Anyways, I Actually, thought those numbers were cool. Oh, they are. They're very cool. Um, I had one more thing to share. Yeah. Um, you know, hoping that God will take care of all situations without making a petition to him. Yeah. Is, that's the expectation. Well, it's actually counterfeit faith. Yeah. Just thinking, but I got in this habit of, you know, people was a, I would say, well, we'll do this or we'll do that as far as a job. Well, I don't know. I'm like, oh, come on. It'll work out. I, you know, I mean, as always, or a bad situation would happen. I'd be like, oh, it'll work out. And that was just always my go-to. I didn't really put any um, thought behind it until I established my relationship with Jesus Christ. And then it, it, it meant something, right? You right. know, when you're trusting right. on God, yeah, it, it will work out. Think it, how little you mean when you trust in yourself. Right. Well, that's it, that was what I was going to say. It may not work out the way we think or how we think, but it'll work out, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and God's will is way better than ours. It'll work out much better than we can even imagine. I, man, I overuse this a lot, but if we would replace I with uh, God or pray or the Bible, if we would put something in there that relates or has relevance to our relationship with Christ and take I out of it, right? we'd be so much better off. We, oh, it, we wouldn't have to. I, I say this all the time, man. You know, this is my per, perception. It's not my interpretation. It's just my perception. The Old Testament was based a lot on obedience. The New Testament is based on faith in Jesus Christ. Right. So I look at it this way. You, there's, you can't go wrong being obedient to Christ. Right. Turning, and when I say obedience, it's not just following rules. It's not like that. It's, it's living your life according to the will of God. How you want how you read and, and look at and the Holy spirit leads you. That's obedience. It's, right. it's knowing that I'm doing this of God. Right. I'm not doing it of bill. Right. I'm relinquishing that. I think people say obedience, you know, they hear obedience. They're like, Oh, I got to follow rules. I got to. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, you follow well, rules in the world. Like well, actually you mentioned it, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Once you establish that relationship with yeah. Jesus Christ and you build that, you don't have to think about, oh, no, I shouldn't do that. Because the Holy Spirit will lay it on your heart. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't be here. Oh, we shouldn't yeah, say that. Right. Or because, I yeah. mean, I still, there are things I'm sitting there and I'll listen to somebody I say something and I want to react a certain way yeah. in the flesh. Yeah. You know, that's your first thought, how how you should react. <clears throat> but if you don't react and you you like sit still for a minute, um, the Holy Spirit will let you know. Sometimes it's not even that long. I mean, it's sometimes for me it's instantaneous. Yeah, it's like right. 
don't say that. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, or it's get just, up and leave right now. Yeah, exactly. The longer so, you stay here, the more chance you're going to yeah. do something stupid. Uh, so. That's happened with me. Um, go back and look at Romans 14 when you have a second. I know a lot of people listen to this mobily. Is that even a word? While they're mobile, mobile, whatever. Uh, Romans 14. I, I'll tell you, I mean, I can't put the Bible down. Like it's, they, I'm going off on a sidebar. I, I start looking at stuff, man. And I'm like, yeah. whether it's, whether it's the Bible app on my phone, because I'm outside and I'm like, I wonder what this says. Right. And I look it up, I look up in the Bible to figure out what the Bible says about it, because I believe that's the only authority I need. Yeah. Uh, anyways. So I, Romans is a book that I read in the Bible, but I haven't gone back to it often. Right. Uh, and now I find myself, I read in there and I'm like, Oh geez. Like I, I'm, more stuff like, yeah, you know, absolutely. I have notebooks everywhere anyway. Right. So go to Romans 14. I want to just read one, one verse in here before I see you, you're, you're chomping over there. I am dude. Uh, anyways, Romans 14, 17 for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written. The just shall live by faith. Uh, it just continues one more verse for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. I mean, you can't faith is, I, I read this statement. I hope I get it right. And I don't bludgeon it. Faith is everything. Christianity is based off of Christianity right. is based off of faith. I think that's right. Yeah. We have to, it's the only thing Christianity is based off of is faith. Right. It's not based off of miracles. No. It's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, it's based, it's based off of faith without that faith. It wouldn't well, be there. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, what's your, I um, see you over there. What you got? <laughs> what, you, what you got? No, I just, I just want to share, you know, trust in, in, uh, God's promises more than man, oh. you know, because, and I, I mention him all the time because he is such a great example of something you could see God's hand in, you know, 1800 years after Jesus, he raised Jesus from the dead. And that's George Mueller. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he lived by faith. His entire life was on faith. All of his needs were met and everything. Um, it's because he relied on God's word and he knew God's word because from the time he received his salvation to the time that he died, it was documented that he read the Bible like 200 times through. That's crazy. So it is. So he knew crazy the word of God. and amazement. Yeah. It, right? it is that amazing. dedication. Yeah. Absolutely. But he knew from where his help came from. And we know from where our help comes from, we just need to turn to him more. Agreed. If you're a, if you're in a relationship with Christ, if your life is Christ centered, it has Christ at the center of it and God at the front of it. Uh, I don't believe you don't have any unanswered blessings or prayers. I think Absolutely. you are. I think you have blessings you can tell people about. Yeah. You can and, share Christ in your life. Yeah, definitely. And it may not happen when we think so, but you know, that thing that we're praying for yeah. may be answered in 10 years or 20 yeah. years or whatever. Right. And it's interesting. You bring up the relationship thing because I was thinking about that on the way down here. Um, you know, <laughs> And I've, I've mentioned this and, and I don't want to be redundant, but, you know, we need to pursue a relationship with Jesus Christ yeah. the way we pursue any other relationship. We can't draw closer to our children if we don't spend time with them. We can't draw. We can't be close to our wives. No. Um, if we don't spend time with them. There's, there's nothing, there's no relationship, there's no natural relationship no, nope. that is going to blossom without spending time with the person and a relationship with Jesus Christ is the same. You it is not right. going to grow. You might have an okay relationship. I think we talked about this in a podcast. You might have an okay relationship, 
uh, an okay friendship, an okay fellowship. Yep. You might have uh, an okay job. You might have, I mean, I, I mean I, list could go on and on. You might have cool things in your life. Yep. A boat, cool friends, cool vehicles, money, cool house, whatever. You are not going to have anything amazing without Jesus Christ. Exactly. I'm telling you, dude, yeah. I, like I'm like my life was okay. Yeah. It, it was filled with sin. Yeah. It was okay. It is nothing compared. And I'm nobody. If you, and listen, I, I shouldn't say that. I'm a child of God. But if you put, if you look at your life in the, in the vastness of the world with people, if you actually sit down and think I'm one of however many trillion people or billion people in the world, yeah. and you look at your life that you put on a pedestal compared to the world, if you, if you look at how you focus on your life and then you look at your life uh, with Jesus Christ in it, the comparison is crazy. Oh, uh, when we compare ourselves with Jesus, we fall way short. No, I mean, I mean, when you take who I used to be oh, with who I, I am you. now with Jesus in my life, I got with you. God in I my life you. every yeah. single day, it, the the compare it's it pales in comparison. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I said it before, and you just said it again. Your marriage won't be any better. Your friendships won't be any better. Your stewardship won't be any better. Your partnerships won't be any better. There's nothing that you can say right now that if you don't have Christ in your life will be any better if you didn't. Right. And it's, it's amazing. We had mentioned this. Uh, we had a conversation about this before, as far as you can, you can concentrate on this relationship with your wife. Yep. You can concentrate on this relationship with your children. You can concentrate on any relationships to strengthen that one relationship or you can concentrate on the one. But if you concentrate on the one with Jesus Christ, all those other things will will work out. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't immediate in my marriage. It wasn't. It 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 and I won't even say it take it took work on my end to strengthen the relationship I had with God. Yeah. That strengthened my marriage. Right. I didn't work on my marriage and work on my relationship with God. Yeah. I didn't have to. Exactly. And I'm not it's <laughs> timing is is what god will do it's not what we'll do i it it's my timing isn't going to be alan's timing right uh isn't going to be my neighbor's timing my timing is just my timing the way it worked out i i realized that i couldn't uh push my wife in a relationship with god i had to just worry about my relationship with god i mean we actually can't even force our relationship with Jesus. No. We can only make ourselves available. You have to desire and, it. Yeah. And I had a desire. Exactly. Yeah. Seriously. Once yeah. I started learning, it wasn't like based on necessity. Yeah. <laughs> Everything was stripped from me. Right. There was nothing that, that made it a necessity for me to be in a relationship with God. It yeah. was my desire. After I started with that desire and it all started uh, with that thing I talked about outside. Once that started to happen, man, you know, you look back and nah, it's not all roses. It's not. I think yeah. God will keep you in reality. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but we also will be dependent once we learn what it is like to be in a relationship with him. It's kind of like, you know, somebody's car breaks down and they're like, well, I don't know why it's not running. I washed it yesterday. Well, that has nothing to do with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know why my life is so horrible. I went to church last week. Um, do you have a relationship? You know, that's... No, nah, so. no, nah, it's right. I mean, it's, yeah, dude, it's, I think people... Listen, it starts with faith. Yeah. It starts with faith. You have to... I use... A, this was a horrible definition that I used to that I used to think about. Not horrible. I just don't know if it was right. You know, God gave us free will for a reason, to choose him. You know, to choose or, or, or not to choose him. It starts with faith. You, when I look at somebody, I'm like, you, listen, there's a, there's accountability on you. You have to have, you have to take faith and, and put it into, you have to have faith. It will turn into trust and belief. Right. It will. If you, if you'll take the faith in the beginning, it will turn into trust. You'll start to trust Jesus Christ. You'll start to trust the Bible. You'll start to trust prayer. Uh, you'll start to see that those things work. It's no longer faith. It, it is faith that got you there in the beginning, but it turns into believing on Jesus Christ. Right. Absolutely. It's not like you're just sitting there going, man, this I have to have faith all the time. You do, but it turns into trust because of your relationship. If you're, if you're still sitting there going, man, nothing's happening. Yeah. 
I don't think you have that relationship with Jesus or, yeah. or with God on a daily, I mean, you a don't, desiring relationship. You don't understand it completely. Um, and it's kind of like my spare tire analogy. Yeah. <clears throat> you yeah. know, when things are going bad, we're going to pull Jesus out and, and, yep. and fix the problem. But then, uh, you know, we're not going to acknowledge him in at any other point. And my advice, this is only my advice. Um, Here's our disclaimer. Yeah. This is we'll not, not saying draft up a letter. Right. Yeah, we should <laughs> um, just stand still in the hour of trial and watch God work, you know, give it to God and, and leave it alone. I've, I've given things to God and it didn't work out when I thought it didn't work out how I thought. And I would take it back. And I did would, it, Sitting here now, did that work out? Um, Looking back, not not to your standard. Are you sitting here outside of that trial? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's faith. I mean, yeah, it, it developed into trust and belief. And the statement you just said, you have to have the. You have to if you desire a relationship with God, you have to have faith. Yeah, that you have to. Like there's no, well, there's no other way. Right. That's what, yeah. Because you, we, we can't believe that God exists. We <laughs> can't believe starts with faith. Exactly. Well, yeah, that's what I was saying. You can't believe God exists. You can't believe Jesus walked the earth yeah. over 2000 years ago. If we don't have faith yeah. that those things took place from reading the word of God. And so Man, guys much smarter than us will argue this and do all kinds of craziness. And there's no point to that. You yeah. don't have to convince me and you're not going to persuade, persuade me any differently. Exactly. So, so, uh, we might speak sometimes a little bit, uh, not with the best knowledge. Sometimes yeah, we, we don't have the best knowledge, but we have really good intentions. And I know the road to hell is paved with good intentions is what the saying says, but you know, we, that's not our intention, but that is not our intention. Our intention is to spread the, the gospel yeah. of Jesus Christ and, and let everyone know, Hey, he is real. Yeah. He will do amazing things in a person's life. You just have to seek him. Yeah. Uh, and you have to have that desire and it starts with faith period. Absolutely. Like, I'm sure we could do another episode, but Maybe we will. I don't know. It's a little teaser. Yeah, maybe so. Absolutely. All right, cool. You want to give your phone number out? Yeah. Um, hey, guys. 352-214-5062. If I can help anyone, just need to talk, tell me how horrible we are. That's all good. Or if you um, want to say how good we are. Yeah, that I didn't, that didn't even occur to me. Jeez, you're always <laughs> half empty. I know. <laughs> your glass is always half empty. I know, right? Uh, so, all right. Cool. But anyway, done? I'm done, man. All right. You guys enjoy your day. Thanks. So that's it for this episode. We're glad you listened and hope you'll come back. Visit www.graceworks.net to listen to past episodes, read our daily devotions, or provide feedback. If you'd like to be a guest on our show, send us a message through Instagram, Facebook, or our website. And if these episodes have been an encouragement to you in any way, please share them. Have a blessed day.